And a very good evening, everybody, and welcome to our spiritual Saturday night slot. So lovely that you are joining us tonight. Brilliant guests. I moved all my guests around to ensure that I was speaking to our guests tonight because it's just a fascinating subject and I, I want to know more. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce you to Brian Walker from Fairham in Hampshire. But as you will hear when he speaks, that is not his lineage or his roots because he has that wonderful accent. Brian, sir, a very good evening and welcome. Good evening to you, sir. It's a privilege to be here with you. And ours also. Brian, I, I don't know where to start because the this element of psychic surgery just transcend. I started off my spiritual journey on the healing route and it's still very much part of my route. Um, the, but it came apparent after a while that actual evidential mediumship was also within my field. But my, my love, my heart and my essence is always about healing. And also in my mediumship, uh, there is a huge amount of healing goes on, not only for those receiving the message, but for those giving the message also. Yeah. So healing is just this wonderful, glorious energy to work in. But this specificness, this um, psychic surgery, for you know, uh, a lot of people joining us tonight and a very warm welcome. Thank you. The comments are coming in there. How wonderful. As a, a brief overview, what would you describe psychic surgery as to to the complete layman, to the complete novice? What does it mean? Right. What it, to me, what it is is I am primarily a healer, and I have people from the world of spirit. There were doctors, surgeons, and other healers that have carried on what they had on the earth plane. And instead of me just being a channel for the energy, they actually channel through me and use their abilities. I am just a vessel. They come through with their hands, their knowledge, and change things. And although it is energetic, they can go within my body and we can actually go into a person's body and remove negative stuff we dematerialize it and bring it out into the atmosphere. So there's no physical cuts or anything. And yet, whatever the thing is that's wrong, ends up either being taken out or being put right. I've had tumors taken away from people and things like that. People feel hands working inside them sometimes while I'm doing the healing, taking away the problems. Uh, I'm at the present dealing with a cancer victim who had a gallbladder trouble. And as I gave him the healing, he actually felt the heat around his gallbladder, but felt the hands in there as well. And this is the kind of thing I cannot explain it in a physical term, like it's just cutting this and taking this out. I've got no medical knowledge whatsoever. And I personally don't want any medical knowledge, otherwise I would interfere. These people yeah. that work through me are ascended masters, 
they're surgeons, they're angelic, they're light beings. And they know a lot better than I ever will. All I can be is the most perfect channel I can for them to work. Like, wow. Oh, sorry. Carry on, yeah, like, like you as a medium, you are the best channel possible. You, you make yourself the best channel possible so that you can connect with those from the other side. I am that same channel, only concentrating on healing. And I have got surgeons that have attached to me. I have got doctors that have attached to me. And the other ones that come through instead of loved ones. And the stuff they do blows my mind, never mind the patient's mind. But it is amazing the miracles that happen. And there's no medical explanation of why it happens. I know that it's spirit working through me. I know these surgeons are working through me. I've been introduced to a couple of them. And I've had other mediums pick up and actually see them. I've had patients have seen the doctors and healers that have worked through me. And I'm totally oblivious to this while I'm healing. I just go into a totally altered state to be the best I can. And that is it in a nutshell. That, that is so fascinating. That is the ultimate thing of trust also. Oh, definitely. Um, it's the, the, the word that all mediums dread <laughs> because we're always getting told <laughs> it, aren't we? Yeah, I'll just trust yeah. you. Oh, yeah, just fine. How, and see what, how interesting. When you first start, uh, when I first started, uh, when the surgery started, I'd be doing a healing, things would happen. And I would say, this can't, I, this can't really have been happening. This has got to be my imagination. And I'd have to look out the window to make sure I'm in this planet and that it really happened. And then when you get the feedback from oncologists and things like that, doctors from the patient who's ecstatic because some big tumour that they've had in the stomach, they had it last week, they've gone to the oncology and it's disappeared and you're the only one that's been interfering since. Um, I delayed her last year. I didn't even know she did anything wrong with her eyes. But she told me the following year, she came to see me. I'd done healing on her eyes and she had big tumours. I'd just done a general healing as I thought. But she had big tumours behind her eyes. They wanted to surgically remove them. When she went back to the, uh, the specialist the week after, they couldn't find the tumours. And she says, but I know where they've gone. Yeah. Um, I had a cancer victim uh, last year who had a growth the size of a potato on his lip, on his chin, sorry. It broke his jawbone. He'd had it for two years and it was terminal cancer. He was 80 odd. And I'd done a healing with him and I went out of it so quick. And my guides came in. And when he came round, he didn't see anything initially, only that he stood upright. He wasn't stooped over. That night, he went home, and his wife said, after his tea, the tumour went all flaky. During the night, this tumour fell off. 
the size of a baked potato, it fell off his chin. There was no mark around the feet. It just looked as though he'd been clean-shaven on that area. And all his pain disappeared. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me on. When they came in the following week just to show me, they drove all the way from Gloucester to show me. And it was amazing. This tumour, what disfigured the man for two years, had suddenly just disappeared. That is psychic surgery. Indeed, indeed. And the one thing, and I've had some very, very good lessons over this last year, is never, ever, ever underestimate the power of spirit. No. The, th the thing is, spirit, whatever you've got, uh, like spirit, I, healing is my thing. But when I go into a healing mode, I have got the full support of everything you would have in a hospital. Anesthetists, surgeons, nurses, all this stuff. And if I need somebody to work on the hips, I get a bone specialist. I ask a bone specialist to come in. Yeah, if I need something with blood, I ask a blood specialist. I've got neurosurgeons that come in. I've got ones for all different things. I call them in. They're available in the National Health. In the National Health Hospital or a private hospital, they're in the Spirit Hospital as well. Yeah. And if I get someone that is terrified, some people come in really frightened, and I ask for anesthetists to come in, calm them down, and knock them out. And it's all done, and they come out having had a magical experience with everything sorted. It's how you set that intention with the guides. Yeah. And yeah. What you're prepared to accept. Because we, the limit of spirit is our imagination. Yes, and the if we spirit, put it in a box. Yeah. 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 Well, one of the things I learned right from the start is don't have horizons. If you can only see as far as that wall, that's as far as you'll travel. Yeah. I'll if like you, this. yeah, if you can't see the horizon, it's unlimitless. It's limitless. Now, the number of people that come after being to see a doctor at the hospital, and they say, there's nothing we can do about this. You're going to have to live with it. And I say, right, let's change that. Let's know that spirit. Or my, well, one of, one of my philosophies is God made us. We break us by way of life or we're diet or whatever, or by accident. Now, if God made us, he knows how every part works. He has the means and the ability to fix it. So if it's not on your life path to suffer for it, because sometimes we suffer for a lesson, but if it's because of something we have done, it can be repaired. So seek it and ask it. And it's amazing how it will come. But if you think, well, the doctor said, I've got to live with it, I'll just have to live with it, you've given up. Yeah. Just know that it can happen. I think when you get to that state, when you say that to yourself, you know, we're all creators of our own uh, future, destiny. our own energy and destiny. Exactly. Yeah. 
And if we actually say that affirmation to my, ourselves, you know, I've got to live with it, therefore it is. Yeah. And before you know it, yes, it, it will never go because you have made it thus. Yeah. Look at the look at the basics. You wake up in the morning and the first thing you say, you look at the weather and you go, I'm going to have a crap day. And yep. your day is crap. Yep. You wake up, the sun's shining, and you've got a couple of friends you're meeting, and you go, it's going to be a great day. And it is. You've set that intention. And it's the same with your body. It's the same way us working, as healers, as mediums. We can set what we want to happen. Very true. Because as you say, this world is what you visualize. And if you're healing someone and you visualize that, Bad back, been put right. See the spine getting put sort, sorted out, the vertebrae being cleaned and everything. It's amazing how you can think it, but the patient can tell you what was happening to go with your thinking. Brilliant. Brilliant. No. <laughs> you, you mentioned uh, people actually feeling those hands working uh, within them. Yeah. From my complete novice point of view, um, just hearing that, I I would feel a little bit uncomfortable with that. But with yeah. the, your actual patients having that, is there this, ooh, or is it just sort of like, well, it's happening and I'm quite happy with it? Right. When I first started doing this, it, people were very scared to come for the healing. They had, they had all these visions that I would be there ripping their intestines out and everything and cannibalizing them. And they were afraid of it because they, they had this vision that some monster would come out of me and do something. And the spirit says to me, do a public demonstration. And I've seen quite a few healing demonstrations done. And the showmanship. They've been, the ones I've seen have been more or less been put on a show for people and yeah. I don't work that way yeah so I said no I'm not into the showman if it can't be done properly no I don't see anything so how is MD else going to believe it so anyway I'd done a workshop up in Newcastle and the chap who's the president of the church says to me afterwards I'd done an energy workshop and he says would you like to do a demonstration of trans healing? And I says, nothing to see. He says, I've done it all yourselves this afternoon. He said, just do it for us. So he convinced me I'd do a half hour. It went to about an hour and a half. And I couldn't believe it. The first person I'd done healing on, out of the audience or out of the group, everybody's seen different things. Some saw my guides. Um, some seen me transfiguring, some seen energy rods and things like that. And then when I sat the patient up on the bed and I said to him, could you explain what you felt? And it blew me away when they gave the descriptions. Yeah. And the spirit says to me, now, you've seen what can happen, do it, it educates people. And I've done quite a few demonstrations around the Hampshire area and up Newcastle now, and people come to it a bit apprehensive, but afterwards they all want a healing, because I do the public healing two minutes, 
And it's as though spirit really vamped the energy up and miracles happen. And people stand up and say, I felt this, I felt that. My pain's disappeared. This has happened. And now, the more I've done, the more people have got to accept it. And when someone comes for a healing, I ask them what they understand about healing. I tell them what could happen. This may happen. It's been experienced. But just know that it's all for the good. There is nothing. You are well protected. There is nothing to be afraid of. And it's amazing. I've never had anyone yet go into the healing and come out frightened or come out in a negative way. Brilliant. The number that come in, have the healing and then rebook for another one straight away. Because that they right. feel the immediate release. That is a brilliant testimony, isn't it? That really is. Yeah. Um, we've got a, a lot of people in tonight watching, which is absolutely wonderful. And with a lot of people come a lot of questions also. That's okay. Um, I'm, I'm holding mine back. <laughs> Kim Willis. <laughs> And she's asking, I would like to know how do you know you can do psychic surgery as she is at present training to be a healing medium with the SNU? Right. I started with the SNU also as a healer. And it was my commitment at the time because I, I just knew I had to be a healer. And after I'd been healing for about nearly a year, I suddenly found out I was going into trance while I was healing. I was going so deep into the concentration. And then I was told the SNU don't recognize it as a general healing. I wasn't allowed to do it at healing sessions. I wasn't allowed to do it within the, the SNU. And it kept happening. And I got a few warnings for it. And it says, if you do this, we'll take away your healing ability a healing certificate so i thought well i'm doing what spirit want me to do yeah. if i'm being restricted spirit have not been allowed to work in their own way and it was a big quandary because i really enjoy healing so i said to spirit what do you do and this is you follow your heart and i said but if i walk away from the church you're stopping it I'll never heal again. And they said, we will bring them to you. And I left the church and I couldn't believe it. I was doing an average of 10 healings a week without advertising. People were just ringing me up. Can you do healing for me? And I still didn't fully understand it. Then I went on some trans healing courses, went on... I sat in trans circles, I sat in the physical circle, and it just escalated from there. And then over the years, I've learned how to analyze it, and I now teach it. I teach it as energy healing, because it is energy healing. Insurance people will not recognize you as a trans surgeon, because they say you're, they say that you're, um, Irresponse, no, you're not in the method, yeah, you're not responsible at the time because you're out of it. The truth is, I'm more aware when I'm working 
than when I'm sitting watching the television. Yeah. Although yeah. I'm in the zone, I am aware of every little thing in that room, what's happening. I'm aware of the energy. I'm aware of what's happening to me. I'm aware of what's happening to my patient. So I know it's all done by energy. We are energy. Yeah. The universe is energy. So I interpreted it with energy healing. And when I do an energy healing course, I usually hold about 68 people at a time. And I actually get them to experience feeling the transurgeon coming into you, coming into your hands and using your hands. And I get them to experience a surgeon working within them. It is how much you want to dedicate which decides if you can go down this. We'd all love to be transurgeons, but not everybody can be it because it depends on what your dedication is, what your values are, and what your belief system is as well. Yeah. If you if you don't totally trust it, it will not happen for you. It will not work through you. And most healers at some time or other will actually experience, if they're, if they're dedicated enough, will experience surgery without even realizing it till the last moment. Yeah. It's like, right, a, yeah. I recommend, I that. yeah, I recommend people that want to learn healing to go and do a Reiki course. Do a Reiki one. Learn what energy is. Learn how to play with it. And depending how you feel, you will either start doing it regularly because you will get things and you will want to do it, or you will just do it once a month for your friends. If you become a regular, suddenly what you've learned in that book, you will be working to it initially, and then all of a sudden you will find you're taken down a different pathway and different things are happening. And before you know it, spirit are there, um, I have done so many different healing modalities. I am Reiki, I'm Peter, I'm Crystals, so many different ones, spiritual healing. But I have a mixture, I also do shamanic. I yeah. have, at any time, I can have a shaman come through and do some of it. I can use Theta healing on it. I can do psychic surgery on it. I can do spiritual healing depending what that patient needs. And I don't decide on it. Spirit decides it. Brilliant. Brilliant. So this is it. <clears throat> I love that comment you said there about the uh, the Reiki of changing. Do you know what? I have a <coughs> lost count of the number of people who talk and say, well, I started off doing Reiki, but then it, it just sort of like changed. Yeah. And I thought, yep, <laughs> included, included. Yes. I was with everything. And then it's just like, yeah, actually, I don't want to work that way now. I'm working this way. Yeah. Uh, the lovely Tim Abbott has got a yes. question. So Tim's asking, yep. do you think sending healing to an individual an individual who refuses to accept it will have less results than somebody who is open to it. Right. Mm. If I'm sending it to someone that doesn't believe in it and doesn't want it, 
what I do is connect with this higher self. And the higher self will decide if he is right to refuse it. If he is right to refuse it, they will not allow it to go. If the higher self thinks he needs it, they will override him. And he will get that healing. Um, this is part of, if you send it to someone that doesn't want it, technically you're, you're doing assault. You're psychically attacking them. But yeah. go through the higher self. If you go through the higher self, the higher self is their higher consciousness, and it will decide whether it would benefit from it or not. Because sometimes us as humans do not make the right choices, even for our own good. Yeah. And they will step in. That, so that. I, I would say it still affects them. It would be a slower process if they didn't accept it, but we'll still get there. Yeah. But, uh, that's my opinion on it. No, brilliant opinion. And I a couple of things I just want to pick up on there because they're so uh, in my energy at this time. The previous question uh, described herself as a healing medium. How refreshing mm -hmm. is to hear that? You know, because quite often you hear, I'm just a healer. Oh, I'm only a healer. And it's like, no, you're not. You're one of the greatest no. mediums going, you know, because you're not getting that instant yes, no response. You are really working in that soapbox time a down medium. here in Paul. <laughs> yeah, but a medium is only mediator. Correct. Between spirit and earth. Yep. The human. And this is it. And we're mediums, no matter where we're just doing philosophy, whether we're doing trance, whether we're doing healing or mediumship, it's all mediumship. Mm -hmm. Mediumship in any form is also healing. Yes. So we're all, yes. all is one. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Thank we're you. We're all one. And in uh, Tim's answer to his question there, I, yep. I re that really sort of like made so much sense. Uh, and I'd never considered it about if you were sending out a psychic surgery to somebody who had totally refused it, it was wrong for them, it actually becomes a psychic attack. And I thought, God, of course yes. it is. I, it's yeah. just so obvious that you miss it. But yeah, wow. Mm. And no, wow. it, it's like how many times, even as a medium, as, as a clairvoyant medium or whatever, you're standing in a, a queue and you see somebody in front of you, you know you've either got a message for them. Somebody's here want to connect with them. You can't just go up and start giving it to them. Yeah. The same as if you feel someone's got a problem, uh, I, I feel people's pain. I can't go up and say, excuse me, you ha you've got a bad lung there. You mind if I do some work on it? You've got to approach them in the right way. You've got to have the permission. Yeah. And you don't want to scare the public out by going around. They think they're nutter, nutter. 
if you go around and say, do you mind if I just take away that kidney that's full here? <laughs> oh, can I sort your kidneys? Can I, can I get it off? Yes. The same as you go up to something. Yeah, you go up to somebody in a bus stop and say, I've got your mother here. <laughs> that actually happened in Paul, and I somehow got involved in it. And I'm going, listen, yeah. they're nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how it can happen. Yeah. People don't realise, but your body is your own private thing. Very. And to hit them so. with healing or something without permission can be classed as assault. How interesting. And it, it's so obvious, but you just don't think in that, make that no. connection. A lovely yeah. Colin Moore Hill, who has been given a night off from hosting our Saturday nights tonight. I bet he's glad about that. <laughs> yeah. What is the difference between a healer and a psychic healer? Is there just a difference in experience or depth of belief? Name. Name. If you're Simple working psychically, you're, work, you're working with universal energy. If you're a spiritual healer, you're working with universal energy. All healing is universal energy from divine. Right. And it's how you see it. What is a, what is a psychic healer? No, if you can explain what a psychic healer is. Yeah. Because we're not picking up. Even though we're working with the aura, which a psychic medium does, picks up the aura, you're still using universal energy to put it right. You're changing the energy. So there is no difference. It's like when we do um, theta healing, in my mind, I take my patient to the seventh plane. But in actual fact, he stays in the room. Yeah. I see it that way. It's how we see it. This is it. What is the difference between a crystal healer working with crystal and somebody that is doing hands-on? Your hands are the crystals. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So... Sometimes we get wrapped up in the names. Very much. Very yeah. much. Very much. And something that really makes me cringe at times is you'll be talking in a group with a lot of healers and you'll always get one that will come up and go, but I am a Reiki master. 27 years old, I am a Reiki master. And they believe that they, they control the world, some of them. The egotistical ones I'm talking about here. There is some fantastic ones. Yeah. And I think, hang on, how can you be a master? A master is someone that's learned every aspect of it. You can be doing it 50 years and still not be a master. Yeah. You but you can do five stop. courses on, yeah, you can do five courses on eBay and become a master. Yeah. And I'm, I'm smiling. It. Sorry, I'm smiling and laughing there because, yes, I, I agree. Um, we are in, in, in most of the esoteric fields. People seem to have built these pinnacles of, that's it, I'm there, look out, world. I am, and yeah. I'm like, 
Do you know what? I've, I've, I've not found the summit yet, and I really don't think I ever oh, will. I just keep going no. up. <laughs> I, 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 I look at other people that are in the same field, and I admire the work they do. I admire them for what they do. And I think, my God, what an ability. And then they turn around and they say, and say I wish I had your ability. Because we see it with different eyes all the time. Yeah. And it's the same as these people. Uh, at the moment, I'm hearing a lot. Now that the mind, body, spirits are going to be starting. But I'm I'm this kind of Reiki master. I'm this kind of Reiki healer. And there's 54 different types of Reiki. Yeah. What they forget is the healing is only called Reiki. All the other stuff is about finance. Oh. And when you're working for the finance, it affects the abilities. Yeah. If you look at the power of Reiki, it's actually diminished from 50 years ago. It's diminished because it's been totally abused. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> yeah. Sad, Just, but true. Yeah. Please be a healer. Offer exactly. it. Exactly. Offer it. Exactly. You want to be looked after. Yeah. yeah. Don't I don't care what sort of healer you are. Are you a healer? That's the main thing. Lovely what Lynn does Clark. It mean to be? Sorry. Yes. Yes, so Lynn is asking here, do you are you able to do your work remotely, Brian? Yes. I I still do psychic surgery by FaceTime, by Zoom. And by phone even, with great results, because energy is universal and it's here instant. There is no distance. There is no distance. Yeah. I've actually been doing a trance course lately, and we've been connecting, and you can actually feel the connection instantly when you're thinking about it. That's on Zoom. And that's with people in Australia, New Zealand, Switzerland. And they're feeling it instantly. So doing it remotely is not trouble. It's that intention you set. Very and much. Once you set that intention with the universal energy, things happen. Very much. And we, we've seen through this time, this lockdown period, yeah. uh, where evidential mediumship has moved online. And mm -hmm. the initial think is, is this going to work? And actually, not only does it work, and in some facets of it, it's actually greatly enhanced because you know right. that you are not working with um, a body language of somebody or just doing a cold reading based on seeing that mm. person because you don't actually see them. You know, all I'm no, seeing true. here is the a little bit of the Facebook profile photo and that's it. We've got no other info. Yeah, that's and right. Boom, it's just coming through. Absolutely brilliant. There are so many questions coming in. Excuse me when I keep looking to the side. I'm That's just all like, right. No, you're carrying, you're I'm, carrying I'm, on. I'm trying to keep them in a sequential order because I hate to miss yeah. anybody. Um, that actually, quest, that answer you just gave answered three questions that have been asked. So that's wonderful. But Jamie Williamson, he's saying, do you believe that all healing modalities are using the same source of healing? 
Yes, the main principal source is universal energy. Um, you, can, you can construct it in any way you want, but it's universal energy. To me, healing is setting an intention, unconditional love, and giving it freely. When I say freely, freely from the heart and believing in it. You don't have to have any qualifications. You don't have to have any materials. Just have that unconditional love. Send it with the intention and it will work. And it doesn't matter where they are, what they are. It will work on the human body or the yeah. animals even. Oh, yeah. I, I, that is, yeah. that is my passion, animal healing. I yeah. absolutely... My when I started learning Reiki, my older cat used to come up and she never got on me. She's stuck up, madam. But <laughs> she used to get up on my lap, and I put my hands on her, and she would literally roll her eyes. She would just go, ah, oh. yeah, <laughs> and oh, be it. there. Yeah, I was like, oh god, I've killed my cat. <laughs> I've got a friend's little dog. Eighteen months ago, well, two years now, I met this little dog, the weekend it was meant to be put down because it was 12 years old and it had a lot of problems. It's no Yorkitarian. And the vet wanted her to put it down. And she came and she spoke to me. I went and I seen the dog and she says to me, be careful, it doesn't like men. Two minutes later, it sat in my lap mm. as though I'd known it forever. That little dog... I was actually in touch with the other day. That little dog is running about like a puppy now. Aww. He's now 14 and he's, he's behaving like a puppy. The vet actually thought four months after she, uh, I met it that she'd taken the wrong dog to the vet. Yeah. No. Yeah. It, it's amazing. It works so well with animals as well. It works hugely. He, yeah. I, I um, slipped up a little bit in a pub uh, in the middle of the New Forest quite a few years ago. I was in there with some friends and we sat at this table and this couple walked in with their dog, sat at the table next to it, and the dog came over and the dog told me it had a bad hip. Yeah. It told me. So yeah. I'm going, oh, there, oh, come on, mate. What's the, oh, you got a dodgy hip. Oh, what's the matter? Well, the people that owned the dog looked at me and went, how do you know my dog's got a bad hip? I said, because he told me. And they said, what are you, an animal whisperer? I went, yeah. yeah. And I was just like, Lawrence, get out quick <laughs> before they yeah. section you. But it did. It just came over and he went, I've got a bad hip. You're a healer. Look after me. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'll put, hold me beer. I'm looking after the dog. <laughs> See, pe people don't realise the dogs can talk to you. Yeah. Same, same, same as same as a dead can talk to you. It's all yep. through intuition and everything else. And the thing is, if people would listen, yeah. get to the stage of listening, because the dog will tell you the diet's not right or whatever. But they go, oh, he's not having his food. Ask him why. Yeah. He's not running right. Ask him why. Yeah. And it's amazing what they'll tell you. And dogs grieve. If you've lost a pet in the house, oh, God, the animals ever. will grieve for it as well. Yeah. 
and things like that. Yeah, or even an, a human. If something happens to a human within yeah. the house, the animal grieves it as well. Yeah, seen that. Yeah. yeah. First hand. Oh, no, it's a, it's a great gift to have is to be able to communicate with them. I love it. Mm. <laughs> Truth be told, I quite I think I prefer talking to animals at times over humans, but... Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Kim Willis back again. And yes, fair question to ask it. Do you get your clients to sign a disclaimer before healing? As she would worry a client may want to have some sort of legal action if they were not happy with the result. Right. Mm. No, I don't get them to sign a disclaimer. I explain to them there is no promises, there is no guarantees. This all depends on what is the life plan, what is their belief system, and how they're going to deal with what happens. Because how can you get them to do a disclaimer? It means they're not they're coming to you without trust. I don't yeah. trust what you're going to do. Yeah. I personally I'm weary of anyone that comes with the thoughts of a libel suit or a, a legal suit. Um, when you come with these things, if you fully understand, this is universal energy working through you, channeling through you. How do you sue God? Yeah. I know we're getting to stages now where we're becoming so much litigation and everything and yes there is times you should protect yourself if there's children involved or anything like that yeah but there again if you have a chaperone there with you <coughs> and they can bring their own chaperone to see that everything is done above board with the right intentions and with the explanations no it's, it's like mediums. You state it is for, well, I disagree with it, but you've got to state it's for entertainment purpose. Yeah, you know, uh, in the certain situations, if yes. you were to put on a private show within a public auditorium, yes. Yeah, and it's the same if you're doing a healing. You don't get reiki mass, you don't get reiki people, things like that saying, there's a disclaimer form here. I'm going to do some Reiki on you. Yeah. So why should it be any different when you're doing any other different type of healing? Yeah. As long as you work within the ethics and the code of conduct. Yeah. And no, this is it. You've got to be. You've got to be above suspicion. You've got. You've got to be humble. You've got to be truthful and do it in a professional way yeah i i agree wholeheartedly there um i I'm, I'm not a lover of taking private sit-ins myself but i do have an agreement that when i get the sign it's like okay yeah i will do this yeah. um but also again in that energy i will i would never see a lady on her own mm -hmm. because i'm a big handsome man <laughs> 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 
<laughs> but no, I, I would always stress uh, whoever is coming in for a private sitting, you know, certain things, you know, please bring somebody with you. If you wish to record yeah. it, please do. You know, are yeah, you comfortable right. with this? If you want me to stop, please do. You know, and you put everything out there in a calm, logical, business-like approach for want of a better yeah. description. Uh, yeah. And then it is for the other people to actually sort of like, come up to the bar a bit and match you on that energy as well yeah but yeah see you know the other thing i do when they're, when they're before i even start the illness say you're in control at all times mm. no matter what happens you say stop if you're in the least bit suspicious worried or anything just say stop if you get frightened say stop i can stop it and then and we will look at it again brilliant Brilliant. And just to make them feel that they're secure. And then uh, this is one of the things. If you have a good bedside manner, make that patient feel safe and secure, that worry shouldn't even be there. Yeah. And in fact, that, that actually enhances that healing process because yeah. if you're working with somebody who's relaxed, yeah, things flow so much easier. Be it evidential mediumship or healing mediumship. That's right. If the person that you are working with is in a relaxed state, do you know what? Mm. The world is your it, oyster. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Tim's <clears throat> just cutting back here on <clears throat> picking up on his earlier question. He's just asking. Uh, surely there is a difference. A spiritual healer is working with an intelligence from the spirit side of life. A psychic healer is working solely with the energy of the client, which is where the term magnetic healing comes from. Hmm. Right. I, I understand magnetic healing. Um, the psychic healer, to me, any healing you're doing is an intention and you're connecting you're connecting with a higher with your higher if nothing else which will bring in healing um i only need to sit and think before a, a patient I, i'm going to be doing healing with this person and i don't even think about what type of healing or anything and you feel the energy come around. So, to me, that is the important thing. The way you ground, if you don't ground, then you're going to start magnetic healing. No matter how good a healer you are, if you don't connect and ground properly, you're going to do magnetic healing. But you're still calling the same energetic forces the universal life forces to do the healing. That is fascinating. That really but, is fascinating. Because how many times when you're learning to be a spirit healer or whatever, you come at the end of the session and you're worn out because you've been magnetic healing and it's because you haven't grounded. Hmm. Yeah, uh, and all healing is making the connection from universe to earth, the gear, and the universe, like an electrical connection. And if one wire is not connected right, 
it goes slightly away. The heat comes in. You don't get a good connection, so you don't get the end result. Ah, and if you ah. if you if you are doing energy is magnetic healing, the patient will go away feeling uplifted because they've used your energy. You will feel burnt out, but an hour later that patient will be burnt out as well. Wow. I've actually had <clears throat> this experience with a lady who phenomenal went to college, done all these therapies, and at the time she was putting everything into it, and people were there coming for healing, saying to her, what a fantastic healing, but they never came back, and she was always struggling to keep awake. She was always struggling. The minute she got home, she was asleep. She was burnt out. Yeah. And she was explaining it to me, and I says, right, how do you ground? And she says, what do you mean about grounding? And that was one thing they hadn't told them about grounding. I took her through a connection in grounding, and after that, her healings went to a different level. People were coming back, wanting more healing. Yeah. And she stopped being burnt out. So when you say magnetic healing, is working with the psychic it's not it's the intention's gone wrong you've sent the right intention but you have not connected it in the right way you've not made the control loop brilliant brilliant i hope that answers your question tim after i found that totally fast i could relate to all three states with that i thought yep done that yeah, yeah oh yeah done that yeah i've done it yeah <laughs> Carol's asking a question, and yeah, very sensible question. So she's asking, what about if someone wants, a he wants healing, but you're unable to cure them? Mm. Well, put it this way, I am just the channel. Yes. I am not God. Um, and not every healer agrees with it. Uh, not every healer is compatible to every patient. Energies are so different in individual. Some healers will be able to get so much off of one healer. Uh, some patients will get so much off one healer, but get something else from another healer. Yep. And if someone uh, is unable, the other thing I think about, is this the life path? Is this part of the life lessons? Yeah. Because... We can do it with the best intentions, the unconditional love, but there's many things that we have to suffer to learn the lesson for our life. We came on and signed the contract to do it. Yeah. So we cannot, under any circumstances, change the life path. The life path is beyond our remit of changing. As yeah. I said before, if it's something that they've damaged through their way of life, their diet, or an accident, something like that, that can be changed. But if it's on the life path, we cannot change that. And you Brilliant. should never know, 
we should never feel guilty if we cannot heal it because we don't understand what's on the life path. Very true. Very yep. true. And yes, it, it sounds a very old trite saying, but it, it's, no matter how trite it sounds, it's, it's factual. When it's your it's time, factual, it's your time. It's very factual. Yeah. When it is your time, it is your time. However, the most you can do with people like that is if you're unable to cure them, even if you give them healing, what you will at least do is make them accept what is there, what's for them, and they will still pass, but in an unafraid manner. Yeah. They will be able to accept what they've got. Yeah. And it yeah. takes away the fear. Yeah. I agree. I've heard um, stories recanted. It's actually my mum and dad who yeah. were giving healing to somebody for eight nights on the trot while they were in hospital. The lady passed. The son came in to see his mum and say farewell to her. Saw me mum and dad. And fair play, you know, the guy's just lost his mum. So, yeah. Yeah. He had a go, but the nurse took me mum to one side and said, this lady had pancreatic cancer. She said, that's one of the worst cancers you can have for the pain. She yeah. said, it is an awful cancer. She never even had an aspirin. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I always say to my healers, and especially to myself, never constrain your healing by putting a want on it you know i want no. to see you stand again i want to see you you know no. use your right arm that's been missing for 20 years never that's do right. that just ask for healing well and i ask my it. all i do is ask my healing team to come forward and to do the best they can according to his life plan brilliant and that way i used to only call in my healing guide and I realized many years later that I was only calling in my guide, my healing guide. Then I learned about my healing team. And instead of feeling one person coming into me when I'm healed, sometimes I can feel four or five people working through me. Yeah. So, so now I do, uh, I ask for my healing team. Because they decide, my healing guide will decide who's needed where, and they will actually do multiple heals at the same time. How interesting. Wonderful. Mm. Lovely Christina out in Stockholm. Lovely of you to oh. join us tonight, my darling. And have you got good results with people who have physical psychical beg your pardon that was my misreading uh ailments too so i i think there we're talking about emotional disturbance and disturbances of uh not of the physical body yeah depression there we go I yes i read that okay. word depression <laughs> yeah i'm just reading that myself with you <laughs> right um i've dealt with quite a few and had i would say mixed results depends how far they have gone the majority of emotional stuff can be sorted out. Um, even deep depression can be sorted out through time. Most of it is done through getting them to calm down first. Calm down. 
and it's also a lot of it is built up excess energy which actually flips them out and if you can take away because i have actually dealt with adhd kids and yep. i found by releasing that energy from them taking them down taking them into a healing situation and releasing that energy they become little angels for four to five days and then you see them winding up again so yes we can work with it and depending how how your guides come in and what your guides want to do because you have neurosurgeons psychiatrists and everything sitting there why not bring them in yeah set that intention bring them in and they'll soon tell you if you need other people there as well but also the biggest factor is the patients themselves uh, a lot of them will fight you with the the depression and god knows what else or the family will fight you as well because they don't always think I've got one chap who's autistic. He came and he's never allowed anyone to touch him. And after just talking to him for five minutes, I actually got him to hold my hand. And in that five minutes, I actually asked for a connection, done the healing, and he was just sat looking at me. And then after it, we broke connection, and he says to his dad, because he's 18, we go home now, dad. And he says, yeah. And then he turned to me and says, Brian, Brian, you friend, Harry friend. And then he gave me a cuddle. His dad nearly burst into tears. Oh. He says, he's never done that to anyone. Oh, now, Harry wonderful. comes to see me. Or he used to come to see me every couple of weeks. And the first thing he do is give me a hug. And I says to his dad one day, how would you like to come in the healing room and let him do some healing on you? And... I've shown Harry what to do, and my God, what a change in that boy. And even when he went home at nights, or when he went home that day, his dad could handle him. He was a lot easier to handle. So, no, we can't just give up because I'm depressed or anything. Keep giving it, but try different avenues with it all the time. Find a way to get rid of the energies. Indeed, indeed. Uh, I, it, my healing regime, I know when my healing guide steps in, in which form he steps in denotes if I'm working on the physical or the spiritual right. or the yeah. emotional. Because yeah. it comes in in three different ways, quite yeah. distinct as well. And I'm, when I see him in that, I go, oh, okay, we're working there. Well, that's fine. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Let them decide it. Yes. Yeah. I, do you know what? That's one thing I love about spirit. I just I get on with it. If you tell me what to do, and I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. But it's learning to accept that, isn't it? Because our own ego, when we first start, we, we, we want to be the doctor called dear of everything. Yeah. Heal everything. Yeah. And when then we realize, new. yeah. Yeah, when anything's new, I, I remember 
as a budding medium, um, dropping messages all over the place. I soon learned not to do that. But yeah, because it's new, it's like, oh, great, this is great, I can do this. We had a wonderful old medium down here, Lenny Francis, very much of the uh, the old school medium's great character. He, he was just this awesome presence when he walked into a room. And yeah. he said about his healing journey, he said, you know, I learned to become a healer. And he said, and that was it, that was it, I could heal anybody. He said, you know, <laughs> I was walking down the road and there'd be a car accident. He said, It'd be, I'd be there going, let me through, I'm a healer. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got a slap in the ear and phone yeah, reality. Yeah. yeah. And then, then we all sort of like grew up a bit. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> The lovely Sarita from Germany is asking, uh, her experience is that spirit doctors are constantly changing to operate on a client. And it just seems to be enough for herself to be present as the medium for the spirit doctors to do their work. What is your experience? Exactly the same. Yeah. You're, you're just there. You're the vessel to bring them, to allow them to come through, to facilitate it. And the more you can step back, the more they can get on with it. Yeah. And, yeah, if you have the belief and the trust in them, and that is it. And yet, the doctors will change many times. No, they will. It's like in a hospital. You, uh, you'll get a doctor that will do, it'll be trained to one level. And he'll do that basics. Then he'll bring someone else in to do the next level. And it's the same in the, the psychic world. When you think of it, our doctors spend seven years in university to learn to be a surgeon. And then they go on and do another three years, 10 years max. Our doctors, the spirit doctors, when they pass over, there's these surgeons that have enjoyed it. And then they may go into spirit for 100 years or more still learning yeah. well you think of it if you spent 200 years studying anatomy you would know every part of that body so well and you become specialized in it in the particular part so you, but your own ego wouldn't be holding you back because you would understand well that's my capabilities let's bring in somebody to do the next bit yeah, and that's why they change so often. I, but um, I, no, I've I've got uh, three surgeons I know of that work with me, but I never know which one's going to come in to do the different jobs. But right. obviously, the right one comes in at the right time. So, yeah, all you can do is be the be the channel for them and they will bring in who's necessary and again that is do you know what i love about your uh what you're teaching tonight brian is mm. it's so simple and that is you know the essence of spiritualism we're the ones that make it into this you know, stand there like that, turn three times on your bad ankle and wait yep. for the full moon before you, you know, pick out what dress you're going to wear tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. See, I'm, a, I'm, that. But, I'm yeah. a simple person and I don't see why we've got to compli uh, complicate it by putting rituals, verses or anything in. Yeah. 
just be honest with it. Yes. And yeah. give them the right. Give them the right to decide what they do with it. No, we can all we can all play it being a doctor, but let them do it properly. Yeah. And even even in my healing courses, um, I keep it. I teach the very basics: how to connect with your guide, how to feel them, how to know them, how to ask for them, and ask. Uh, actually, introduce them to other de deities as well. Feel the energy of Jesus. Feel the energy of Buddha. These are people that are prepared to come if you ask them. Yeah. And no, you don't have to dance around the moon or roll up your trouser leg or anything. Just <laughs> give it unconditional love yeah. with the intention and it'll do it. Yeah. We're all you... capable of doing this healing. We're all capable of doing the healing to a good degree. Yeah. And it's how much time effort and energy you put into it decides how far you go along the line. Very true. Well, Very true. I have been lucky in the past 17 years I have dedicated I would say on average six days a week to spirit working as a healer. And my days can be ending up to 15-18 hours sometimes. And I don't do it for monetary reward. I just do it because I love it. Consequently, I am doing things that other people that have been healing for 20 years are going, how do you manage to get there so quick? I didn't get there quick. If you'd worked out the hours I'd done, I'd done the same as them. Only <laughs> I'd done it in a shorter time. Yeah. And this is it. You don't get it for, you know, you don't get the gold star for just writing a good essay. It's got to be how you are inside as well. Yeah. And it's your essence. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Tim, Tim's very engaging tonight. It was lovely to see. Yeah. Um, so I think really the question here, it's, he's asking, how has healing changed you as a person? Right. When I was told I would do this, it was about 40 years before it happened. And I didn't like to be around sick people. And I said, it will never happen. Then when it did happen, I have become very compassionate. I've had to work on myself mm. because I was a mixed up individual. I've had to do go through a big healing process myself but I'm now very how would you say I'm compassionate towards people I'm very compassionate I pick up on people's feelings I pick up on people's illnesses and I'm sympathetic but not over sympathetic with it I can be there and help them, but I can also walk away when I feel the time is right. Um, I have become very responsible for myself now, a lot more than I ever think I should have been. I would have been, rather. Um, I'm, I care about how I react. 
how I treat people. And I'm very empathic now. And it's been me change a lot of my values as well. But for the better in the long run. Yeah. And my my beliefs and things now in the universe is so different from before I started. My values have so changed as well. Yeah, I, I really, really get that. When you have people saying, I, I want to develop as whatever, uh, an evidential medium or a healer, I am inclined to say to them, are you really sure? Because this yes. will change you. Yeah. Well, I didn't have a good start in life, to say the least. I went through an awful lot of suffering right up to my teens, right up to 50, till I was 50 years old. I was a life of suffering. And I got to the stage of trying to end it and everything. Because I didn't value me. I'd lost all sense of value. And one day I thought, there's got to be a purpose behind this. There's got to be a reason why I've done all this suffering. And that was when the turning point actually started happening. I started to question why have I gone through this? And I realized that I went through this. And by the, coming into the healing and everything else, I can now help somebody to a greater degree than just being sympathetic. I understand what suffering and pain is. So I can use that experience to help others. Whereas before, I wasn't interested in helping others. It was me. So that was one yeah. of the big changes. Brilliant. Brilliant. And see, to be a healer, like you were saying, people come up and say, I'd love to be a healer. If you've gone through life with a silver spoon in your mouth, how can you honestly understand what the, the person that's not at a dinner for days, that's been abused, has been used been abandoned how can you honestly understand what they've gone through what they're going through how can you really guide them and help them yeah because you'd just be shown sympathy yeah instead of empathy yes yeah yeah big big massive difference empathy and sympathy huge yeah yeah and that was one of the things <coughs> i did learn from this as well so it's been a total transformation. 17 years ago, I was a total introvert. Now I can talk to crowds, I can talk to individuals, and I'm confident of who I am now, but not in an arrogant way, in a very humble way, because <clears throat> therefore by the grace of God go, uh, go I. Yeah. I have been down in the pit. I've also been up the top, but now... I realize that the material world doesn't really mean a lot. It's what you have in life, in yeah. the way of happiness, peace of mind, and everything else. How your heart is dictates how you're doing. Not how you fast your car goes, or how big your house is, or whatever. It's how you can relate to people, and people can relate to you that makes a difference. 
Well said. So well said, Brian. That's brilliant. Uh, Brian, I'd just like to ask you, please, would it be all right for people to contact you directly on uh, Facebook? Because there's quite a lot of people asking uh, their own personal questions. So uh, if that's all right. So anybody who hasn't had their question answered or would like to pursue it, please, please just message Brian Walker. Uh, psychic surgeon and he's on Facebook and the fact that yeah. you're all commenting on Facebook means that you can talk to each other hooray yeah. we just have okay. enough technology <laughs> that's Bri- not a problem yeah, brilliant, I, I knew you wouldn't say no Brian blew me out of the water and do you know what you've given me a couple of messages and a couple of affirmations about things in my life I, when I've been sat here smiling, it's not because, you know, I've, I've been hitting the gin before we came online. <laughs> no. You were saying things and I'm like, yep, that's in my life at the moment. And that's what I feel. That is so cool to hear somebody else say the same thing. Thank you. Yeah. It's been awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Glad you've been helped to you. You've been a huge help. And uh, yes, I will be talking to you once we've gone off air <laughs> about... Yep. Uh, a, a visit to Paul. Because, yeah, no problem. Yeah, definitely. You're, you're booked. <laughs> I'll tell you when. Just get down here. <laughs> okay. You just give me the date and I'll be there. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for joining us at home tonight. Uh, I know you've thoroughly enjoyed it. And as I say, any of you who didn't get your question answered, please, Brian has given permission, just contact him directly on Facebook Messenger. Uh, he will chase up that. A couple of the questions were a bit on a personal level, so I didn't think they were yeah. right to bring out into a public forum. No, that's all right. So, uh, brilliant. But, oh, now look at that. You, you've just got the highest accolade ever. You're a very kind and lovely man from Tim Abbott. Uh, I don't know what he calls me, but I don't think it's that. <laughs> I've seen I've seen I've seen Tim in the past, but I've never spoke to Tim. It, I've he, never the privilege of speaking to him. He is he is just about to be spoken about. Actually, mm. <laughs> next week our spiritual lyceum night has yet to be confirmed with our guests. So as soon as they have, great, I can publicise. Or if not, I can go to Plan B, which is where I just say, "Oh, look, the computer's broke. It's not on tonight." <laughs> the night the week after on may the 15th we have a very special night we have not one but two wonderful mediums who will be doing a night of experimental mediumship on a zoom platform one is the wonderful tim abbott dsnu who has been in the room tonight and the other is jack eckhart from denmark And they contacted uh, myself to put on this evening. And it's going to be a little bit of a fundraiser for Paul Church. And uh, I never asked for this, but I was extremely touched and extremely humbled that two such really nice guys said, OK, what can we do for Paul? How awesome is that? That energy will be matched by you wonderful people uh, going on to the event link. The entry is by donation. You donate what you can, all right? I will not be sat here coming up with a score sheet of who's donated the most. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I don't operate like that. You should know me by now. Whatever you can donate will be gratefully received. And as I said, it's in that energy. These two guys said, what can we do for your church? How wonderful is that? So thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jack. And yeah, and thank you, everybody who will join us that night. The idea of the night is that you bring along a photo of a loved one, which I assume you will be holding up to the camera, should you be asked. First of all, Tim and Jack will be linking in psychically on that link via the photo and then bring forward the spirit communication. And I, again, I love this, you know, where we work with our mediumship or our healing and we try new things. You know, we, we are not stagnant water. We will never be stagnant water with our gifts. We've always got to keep moving and trying things. So thank you, Tim. and Thank you, Jack. Thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. It's been absolutely awesome. I'm so glad I swapped everybody around to make sure I was here tonight. I would have been gutted, gutted to have missed this. So we will say a very fond farewell to everybody. Have a wonderfully, look at this, 20 past eight and it's still daylight. How lovely. <laughs> Cold, but it's daylight. Brian. Sir, I can't thank you enough. Brilliant night. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. So, good night, everybody. Take care. Look after yourselves. Anybody who will be joining us tomorrow for our divine service, be it streamed on live version or the in-house version, please remember that as from tomorrow, we move to 11 a.m. in the morning. So if you're coming to the church or wish to join in on the service live when it's online, it's 11 a.m. But of course, you can also catch it on, uh, watch it on catch up later on in the day as ever you whatever. I say I've run out of words now, so I'm going to shut up and say goodnight, everybody. <laughs>